Hey friend, welcome to the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damio Shodi, and I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Planter Podcast. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Planter Podcast where we speak about faith, growth, and lifestyle. Today, I have another special guest and friend of mine, and we're actually going to be speaking about a topic that is pretty relevant, I feel, when it comes to Christian life. Um, Basically, we're going to be talking basically on how to trust God again, on how to trust God when you feel that He has failed you and how we can improve our relationship with him and so we can trust him more. So I have an awesome friend of mine who's coming on the show today by the name of Danika Situ. Post it to your girl. (laughs) Hi everyone, my name is Danika Situ. That's my friend y'all. You should see her. She's like mad excited. She's like smiling and everything. <laughs> Just gushing. It's my first time, guys. <laughs> it's her first time. All right. So we're going to get started, obviously, with the first question that, you know, I, I think one thing I want to make clear, I always ask this first question just so everybody can see that uh, everybody's journey is different to knowing who Christ is. And there's not a cookie cutter type of journey. Everybody's life is different and God has reached everybody at a different level. So just clarifying that. So if you're ever wondering why I ask this question always. So as it goes, the first question that I like to ask Luniko is what was your journey to finding Christ? Well, my journey to starting Christ started at an early age. Um, I'm a quick background of my who I am is that I am Haitian. I'm from Haiti. So a lot of my upbringing was, you know, based in Haitian culture. Um, So I can recall me meeting Christ for the first time at the age of four or three. Uh, My grandmother decided that she was uh, ready to accept Christ into her life after falling ill. She was very deathly ill. Prior to Christ, my uh, my whole family was involved with a lot of, um, you know, the witchcraft that's associated with Haitian culture. A lot of people referred to as voodoo. So that was something that was widely uh, practiced with my family. So my grandmother decided that it was time for her to let that go and to change her life. So I decided that I was going to take that big step with her at the age of four. I just did the Lord's Prayer with her, and we had, you know, vocalized that we accept Christ into our lives. So it was me and my grandmother, and we decided to do that. So that's how that started. But um, from since then, I was really, really interested in Christ, and I was really interested in figuring out why my grandmother decided that what she was doing prior wasn't the best way that Christ was it. Um, from a tender age, all I knew was what my family practiced, was, which was voodoo. So um, to find out that, you know, that wasn't the answer that she wanted to go to Christ because she was dying made me very, very particularly interested in who Christ was. Uh, I came to America, and when I came to America, my grandfather remarried. And um, uh, she, my new grandmother, 
our grandmother-in-law. Is that it? No, it I was think so. step grandmother. Yeah. There we go. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, she was heavily into Christ, and I remember she used to um, put TBN on. <laughs> and then one good Friday, she put TBN on, and the first time I saw, um, you know, the crucifixion, like crucifixion of Christ, and I was bawling. I was like, "Why are they doing this to this man?" And, you know, as I look back, I was like, there is no way a five-year-old should be watching that movie. But, you know, Haitian parents going and scarring kids for life. So I was watching it, and I was bawling. I was like, why? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? And then, you know, her poor, poor sweet lady, she was like, because he's dying for your sins, you know, he's doing this for you. He's doing it for you. And then right then and there, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what do I do? Why is he dying because of me? They're whipping him and all that stuff. So, like, she called in TV and ordered the movie, and I regave my life back to Christ after <laughs> seeing the movie. And then, But she had a heart for Christ, and I loved it. It was beautiful, which was crazy to me because she was married to my grandfather, a voodoo priest. Um, so I was really still concerned as to, you know, <laughs> what's going on here. But honestly, um, I feel like the Lord really made it a... a mission i say to always include someone in my life throughout my whole life that was really passionate about christ um because my grandfather and her ended up divorcing but there was a neighbor who always took me to church and i was just always you know i had the favor of christ to say that i've always been surrounded by someone who's passionate about christ um so that was the you know short version of my journey with christ Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm so happy that she came out and shared that because that's very personal. Um, she's giving out her family's information. So um, I thank you for letting us all know what you went through. No problem. It's always a pleasure to um, let people know how far and how far God continues to go with me. Right. And he's taking you pretty far. I think so. So just a quick question. Do you feel that your family may have over, like, were they, were they okay with you going to church or was there some resistance? Growing up, I also say, I think the Lord, that my mother wasn't uh, someone who forced any religion down my throat. My mother to this day, she's Catholic. We've never been Protestant. Um, at one point in time, I think she went to a Protestant church, but it was heavily religious on her behalf. She said that it was, so she never went back. But that was the thing. You know, I've always seen lukewarm Christianity throughout my whole life. Although my mom is Catholic, she's always been Catholic. You know, she's, and that's, I think that's a problem with Haitian culture is like um, voodooism is something that's embedded in the culture and it's embedded in our history. So although someone might be Christian or identify as Christian, they've always um, they've always dabbled in it. Some people do, some people don't, but you know, my family has something that was heavily embedded in our family. I didn't find any resistance um, when it came to accepting her. Well, I did it with my grandmother. I, I love my grandmother. She raised me for the first years of my life. Um, and I was like, whatever she does, I do. And we were always together. Um, she decided to do it. Nobody told her not to do it, to my knowledge. Um, even after that, um, coming to America, my mother was actually really glad that I decided to go to church. Um, and I was always like, 
you know, trying to be a good Christian girl. <laughs> she still brings it up. Every time I was like, Mom, you know, I get a piercing. She's like, no, you're a good little Protestant girl. Get out of oh here. She uses that all the time. Um, but she's Catholic. I never got the resistance. Um, yeah, no one forced anything down my throat. Not even Judaism or anything like that. They really, it's a choice, really, honestly, when it comes to how you want to live your life. But I think my family actually is really glad and relieved that I chose that route because I know for they know firsthand that the other route is one very dangerous you don't dabble with that much so there was no resistance I thank the Lord for that that's awesome do you, like how did you build your relationship with him like over time so you gave your life when you're either three or four so how did you now start building your relationship with Christ personally personally I I was always intrigued uh, by just the whole story of having someone dying for my sins, that was something that I thought was, you know, mind-blowing, actually. I was like, who, why, where? Why would someone do that? And, you know, for everything that, you know, I've seen and witnessed and gone through it um, at a young age, um, I was like, why would someone do that for me? And I'm very grateful for anything anyone does for me. I think that was something my parents really instilled in me. So, over the years, personally, me, I was just really intrigued by Christ, Christ as a whole, and who He is. I was very intrigued by that. So, I personally sought out to, you know, find Christ. I, I was, was that one who brought the Bible to school, and I was the one that, you know, you are going through something. Here's a verse. You want me to pray for you during lunchtime? I got you, you know? I was just always intrigued. And I honestly don't think it was on my own doing. I honestly do believe that the Lord really placed that, you know, passion in me for me to want to know him more and to be very thirsty and hungry for him. I honestly, I don't think it was only my own interest. I thought he had honestly placed that in me for a reason. Because despite all I've all things I've always been really interested in, in furthering my faith and 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 wanting to know more I was as a child I was a very curious child so whatever it is that that was out there with you know Jesus and it you know I would watch the TV and shows I would watch all of the um, movies I would read the Bible my favorite pastime was to read revelations over and over and over again um, I wouldn't think that would be something normal for an 11-year-old to do on a Saturday, but it was intriguing to me. I thought it was just mind-blowing. One of the things I was always used to pray as I was younger, I used to, my favorite show was Touched by an Angel, and I was like, Lord, I want to be an angel. Take me now. Let me be an angel because I want to know more about you. I want to be there with you. I want to know all your secrets. So I think that interest really sparked and kind of laid the foundation for how I became more in-depth with Christ as I got older. And it kind of really, you know, was a foundation that was there for me to develop it, a more mature relationship. Because as a child, you know, you, you just say, Jesus, I love you. And, you know, that's my father. But, you know, you don't really, you know, know much about Christ until you experience some things with Christ. So I would say, honestly, it's just, the interest that was placed in me that I believe that the Lord did purposely so I could always have an interest in him. That's really interesting that you talk about revelations because for me, 
Like, even to this day, I'm like, oh gosh. Like, when I get to that book, I've gone through the Bible twice now, and it's just like every time Revelation is like, oh, this is boring. But not boring, but it's just like, I don't understand what you're talking about, fam. Like, I'm not even going to sit here and really try and be like, hmm, what does this mean here? So I find that very interesting that that's something that sparked your interest. And also that God put like a fire in your, let's say in your belly, you know what I'm saying? Like, He put like an interest so deep in you that you wanted to get to know Him at such an early age. And, you know, I think that's really amazing because you're right like kids don't really you know it's more like a oh god i love you and thank you for this day type of thing but no not much thought put into you know who god is a child it's not their fault it's not you know what i'm saying but yeah i agree interesting yeah i agree looking back i honestly can say i think it was god that i was really so interested because you know my peers and i did the same thing the only difference between me and them is just that i was more interested in you know, the sermon than they were. That was the only right. difference. And I honestly think it, it was God because I was no different than them. I had the same interest as them, but it was just like when, you know, you're talking about Jesus, what about Jesus? I want to know more. What's going on? Who's this? What's that? You know, so that was the interest. But I think that's actually honestly a gift um, that the Lord can bless many with, especially, you know, if you do believe, you know, Christianity and believe that the Lord also lays out your, your whole life and orders your steps and do all that good stuff. He has a calling for me from day one, from even before you left your mother's womb, then you, I can also agree that the Lord really put that interest in me in such a young age. True. And I agree with that too, because we've definitely seen the fruits, girl. Thank you we, all. Glory to him. We are seeing the fruits. You know what I'm saying? Like, this girl right here is so compassionate for humanity and just so sweet. And thank so you. Kind. You're making me blush. I'm black, <laughs> by <she>? the way. <laughs> but, like, it's so true that we are seeing the fruits of just your interest in God and God really having his hand on you. So, thank God for that inquisitive mind. And I would say also from what you're saying it's really important i feel like we should encourage our children to have an inquisitive mind about god it's not just about this is this a plus b equals c type of thing it should be more of a thing that you know let your child question um let your child you know ask questions and and you know think on things you know it's not just about memorizing verses which are very important but just you know Think a little bit deeper, and I think God will definitely meet you no matter what age you are. He will meet you where you are. So we're going to continue um, with the podcast. And one thing that I wanted to really speak about was, I guess, life and life and the things that it throws at us. So was there anything in your life that you felt that you had to question God and question your trust in him? Like, was there stuff that was happening in your life that you were just like, dang, like, I've been reading all this stuff about this God, but like, oh, he ain't showing up right now. <laughs> like, what's going on? It was so easier to be Christian as a child than it is as an adult. Um, I say that because as a child, I questioned nothing when it came to how faithful God was. Someone told me that Denise Gacy prayed hard enough. It's going to snow in Miami in October. I kid you not, I would believe it. It's going to snow because, you know, if I pray hard enough, that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, when you have a child, like, you know, Paul said it, like, you know, 
as you grow, your your faith in the Lord changes. I only say that because the older I got, the more difficult it was to trust God because you are faced with more obstacles. Um, my friends know my background. They know the various struggles I've gone through in life. And although I'm not going to go in much into detail about it, but I've I had faith. I've always had faith in the Lord being my refuge. Um, particularly, I went through something as a child, and I and I came and I told my parents about it, and and then no one was there to support me, and I trusted and believed in the Lord, and at the end, the Lord did not let me down. You know, you know, people, I got the support I needed, and 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 everything was okay. But as an adult, you know, financially speaking, I'm a college student, and uh, you know, as my parents have given me the world I can say they've given they've they've you know made sure that I was okay um up until college and still they make sure that I'm okay but you know I understand things in life happen and they can't support you as they used to as a child I'm um, faced with a lot of financial you know emotional physical you know burdens that makes you wonder so I had given Donnie this topic a while back and it was it was after a period of my life where it was one burden after the other. Um, twenty sixteen has been one very interesting year for me and my family, and I felt that like for a season in my life it was one bad thing after the other. Either it was with my mom or my grandmother or just personally me, and I felt that my prayers were falling to deaf ears when it come to God, and I no longer trusted Him, in a sense. Uh, I was like, Lord, like, I honestly don't feel like I can take any more of this. I can't take any more letdowns. I can't take any more, you know, sleepless nights. I had developed anxiety over the summer, actually, from stressing so much about certain things, and I didn't know where and how things were going to happen. Little did I notice that even through all that, the Lord was strategically setting it up so that when he quote-unquote, did start listening, that everything will fall into place. Um, so when I sent him this, it was literally, I sent him, I sent her this podcast after a period, like just a moment of me breaking down. I was literally just crying. I was so angry and I was like praying, but it wasn't a praying. It was a conversation and I was just bawling and I was like out of breath and I was like, God, like, I don't know what to do. I don't trust you I'm so angry why are you doing this to me because I don't feel like it can go on like this at that point in time I was spending more money every month more than I was making money every month um I didn't know where I was going to live literally my lease was ending that day um a week from that day that I sent her the podcast idea and I was just like Lord, like and my parents can't help me you know, I have no idea what to do and all that good stuff. To a lot of people, it might sound like really like, you know, little dense things that um, people go through all the time. It always happens. But after going through so much up until then, when it was going on, I really was tired. I was like, I can't, like, God, can no more surprises, please. I'm just trying to have a normal life here. Um, and I was like, I can't go through this anymore. And I just honestly didn't, didn't feel like I could trust God in the point of, I feel like I've prayed, I've prayed and 
when things start going bad, all you can ever look at is the bad stuff. And you have to be very intentional of not looking at the bad stuff. But that was honestly where I was. And I felt honestly like God was not listening to my prayers anymore. I was not getting through to heaven. I was going straight to message when I was calling God. That's how I felt. And that's really honest. Um, you know, everybody has their struggles and their times of trouble. And I don't know, I just find it so interesting to see like what people were actually going through because I'm happy she asked to do this podcast because it's about being transparent with what you're going through. And I feel that the church sometimes or the body of Christ, we're not transparent. Like for her, at least, I thank God that she is a type that vocalizes when things are going wrong. And she, you know, she, she communicates with at least her closest friends or whatnot. But some of us are in church and we are suffering every day. And feeling like God hates us or God doesn't love us every single day and without saying a word. So I think one thing that I want to say in regards to what she's saying is I encourage you, if you are going through something, speak up. Speak up because you never know um, who could help you or what blessing God may have for you in the form of another human being. It's not that, I keep saying this, it's not always that God is going to come down and, and, and put his hand on your life just like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, like, from heaven, you won't see his hand come down and be like, I've paved the way for you. It's not always like that. Majority of the time, it's through people or through the body of Christ or people around you that he can bless you. Like, tell me if you don't mind, like, sharing what was the solution to that problem? Like, how did you come out of that, you know, when you didn't know where you were going to live? Like, what came about? I'm going to, like, backtrack a little. Um, these struggles started a year prior. <laughs> I financially was just not in the best place ever. I, For the first time in my life, I had experienced an overdraft. And it wasn't even because I was working. It wasn't, I was in a weird place. I left one job and I was waiting for the other job to start. And by the time it was November, you know, the job started in November, I had like one paycheck. I had enough money to pay for anything I needed to pay for for my graduation. I was graduating that last year. And then it was time for me to move out. And I had to rent an apartment and I had to put that fee on my credit card and max out my credit card for the first time um almost maxed it out maxed it out and my mom wasn't able to help me my family were all was also going through a rough time um they were I was trying my best to support them and support myself at the same time but I don't know if everyone anyone ever experiencing their parents or their caregiver their guardian struggle but that's something that's absolutely unacceptable and I don't have the heart to bear and see my family struggle so I was just, you know, secretly going under myself, trying to uphold and make sure my parents were okay. So by the time I was facing those those situations, I found a new job. Then I started a new job. Um, but it was like during that whole period of time, I was just, you know, going through a lot of stuff I didn't step back I didn't give myself enough time to breathe and look up to see what God was was doing so the solution is actually really threefold and it's still happening I think the solution is still going on um that that season in my life where I didn't have a job I did an internship with someone that I had met over the summer and 
through that internship when it was time for me to look for a job that I initially liked. Um, so when I moved to my new apartment after graduating, I got a job that would help reduce my rent because I was just thinking I need money and need to survive. Um, something happened at that job. I just I was convinced it was time for me to leave. Um, so I left. I left that job. The new job that I got was honestly because of the internship I had the semester prior to that. And then I stayed in that job and I was spending more than I was making in that one job. Um, it cost me way more to be in that job than it was giving me than I was reaping. Then something bad happened in that job and I was like, it's time for me to leave this job. And I got my new job, the current job, I actually adore and love my job because of that internship, because of the job that I got prior. So I was like, oh wow, every struggle, because I was thinking that I was just jumping jobs and jobs because of every struggle, but honestly, it was really, it was intentional of the Lord, because I've prayed to the Lord and I told them that when I graduate, I want a job that's going to help me, you know, not only help me um, financially into my livelihood, but also is going to sustain me and help me make sure that I'm living my life according to his will. And I looked back and I looked at every single, you know, detail of every job I've had in the past year was building up to this job right now. And I know this is not the end of the road. It's just, you know, somewhere along the, 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 the timeline of, of what God is currently doing in my life. But the solution honestly was actually the struggle was the solution. Because I had forgotten that I had prayed to God that I wanted a job that was going to help me fulfill the will that he has for my life. And I thought my struggle was a struggle, but it was actually a solution to something that I had prayed for a while back. You know, and it took me a while to realize, like, oh my goodness. Like, after all that struggling and crying and frustration, it was just a process of me getting something that I wanted I've asked him to make sure that my life is, you know, a fulfillment of his will for my life. And I looked at it now and I was just like, wow, that time of struggle was actually a setup. So my struggle was the solution. You know, I think when it comes to our prayers, like we pray some lavish prayers and we be like, God, you know what I'm saying? Teach me how to do this, Lord. I want to be the best that I can be, God. Help me to get there. And sometimes, you know, in the midst of what we're doing, like she's saying, like God is actually answering our prayers. As weird as that may seem and the struggles that you may be going through. God is answering your prayers. He's shaping you and forming you to becoming that in which you prayed for. For example, for me, I ask God, and I tell my friends all the time, I prayed to God last year to teach me how to love. And I think we all know that love is, it sounds great. The idea of love really sounds amazing. But when you actually have to love, <laughs> it's a totally different story. Like, it's not that easy. It requires patience. It requires time that you may not want to give somebody it requires uh that i don't know like a whole bunch of stuff you know what i'm saying you get what i'm saying right i can't wait until she gives you a testimony of her learning how to love <laughs> i'm excited for this podcast that she has that's gonna drop soon what are you talking about it's not dropping anytime soon <laughs> she's still learning the lesson but she's right the lord is 
doing a number with that lesson doing a real number on that lesson so it's just like you know god is just really he shapes us and it's painful it's painful we need to understand as christians that look yes god is on your side yes god loves you yes he cares for you don't mean you ain't gonna struggle just because god loves you does not exempt you from going through life you know what i'm saying i agree i agree to the fullest with that and i and for a moment in my life i thought maybe i was becoming weak because oh, i yeah, was just like i was like oh my god like i no longer have tough skin because now i'm affected by everything you know like i like i stated before i'm not going to go into full detail about my childhood or my upbringing but you know i've been taught some really tough lessons and i'm very grateful for those lessons that i've been taught and dealing with life you know it it it, it takes a lot to not get you know sucked in with the sad of life the dark days of life and for a period of time I was actually becoming sad I was literally letting life take a toll on who I am um I you know this is a podcast if you don't know me you wouldn't know that I'm a very happy person I'm very bright and I just really enjoy having positive things around me one of the things I can't stand is negativity and darkness so and I was realizing that, wow, Lord, like, why would you do that? You know me. You made me. You constructed me to be this person, this loving, caring, happy person. Why am I becoming bitter and dark and sad? And I was just really in a dark place. And then and, and it taught me a real big lesson of humility. And it's something that I really pride myself in with God is being humble when I become in front of him, become his presence, when I come in his presence. Which is also a, a lesson of humility when you humble yourself before the Lord and allow him to take you through those dark roads and to take you through those dark days so he can form you and mold you into who he needs you to be. Because we, we always say these lavish prayers like Donnie said. We always ask God to teach us strength and to teach us, you know, wisdom and to, you know, let us live your will, God. You know how sweet it is in the midst of listening to your favorite hill song or a few black. Mm. listening to some deep Donnie and Clarkin or just mm. going in on that praise and worship and you know my favorite William McDowell he's a setup you know you Set deep up. into that worship and he's just like you know you know take over my life Lord you know oh, and you surrender all you know to you you know you just in it you're in that zone you have goosebumps and and if you wholly sanctified you start speaking in tongues and you fall out in the name of jesus and you just in it and you just like lord i surrender it all and then you know you had a good experience afterwards you can go out get you some lunch you know some dinner you talk about this great experience and then next week you're faced with your first task it's like being recruited for the lord's army okay right you get your first task you know your first operation you know, and you're just like, wait, hold up, you know, and it's, it, and you have to humble yourself. If you really surrender all to God, you have to humble yourself and allow yourself to go through dark days. It's actually, and Paul says, like, you know, take fancy and, and, and struggles because, you know, you, you are strengthened, your character in Christ and your faith is strengthened to, to welcome hardship. And that's something I feel that's hard for a lot of people. I know for myself, I'm not going to speak on anyone's behalf, but for myself to welcome hardship. I was like, what are you talking right, about? That's crazy. Why would I welcome hardship? I spent my whole livelihood trying to avoid hardship. Right. You know, I was like, I, I've, I've seen what hardship does and, and all like, this ain't attractive. This ain't the life for me. 
I don't want hardship. I want to be happy. I want to be, you know, able to be in my element and be, you know, loving and caring and all that good stuff. But it's really, you have to humble yourself for the Lord to use you through your dark days and through your happy days. And that's something I realized. And I feel like even when I'm going through my dark days, and we have this very short-term memory as human beings, not only as Christians, we have short-term memory. One From one struggle to another, we've forgotten. Because every struggle you go through, it's the end of the world. You don't think you're going to survive. You don't think you're going to make it, and then you do. Until it's the next struggle, then you forgot every single thing that you went through the other struggle. So I... Honestly, it's just about humbling yourself to know that you are not above anyone else. That you yourself will not go through hardships too. At any moment, the Lord will face, will throw something your way, or something will be thrown your way. For the Lord doesn't, you know, do that stuff. Right. Because <laughs> I was gonna be like, dang. Well, somebody could be like, well, why would I want to serve a God that's so cruel? Like, isn't He supposed to show us love and? care for us you know what i'm saying he does he cares and he loves you as a parent does and you know we honestly think of love as as this beautiful magical thing that's always beautiful all the time but there's times when your parents do things for you because you need to know how to do it not because you like it and and then as i said that there's one thing that comes to my mind my my parent my mom told me how her parents taught her how to swim they threw her in the middle of a river, okay? They just threw her there. Not because she wanted to be thrown in the middle of a river not knowing how to swim, because they knew if they threw her, that was the best way to teach her at that time. Now, we can argue there's new methods now, but that was the best thing that they had for her, and they knew that swimming was a valuable lesson for her to know, especially in Haiti since we're surrounded by water, you know, especially our hometown. So I was like, sometimes, you know, if you are saying that God is the God of your life, he's going to make the executive decision and teach you lessons the way he believes, that you're going to learn it the best way, that you're going to become who you want to become. He has this image of who you are. He's been had this image. That's why he loves you, and he wants you to get there, and he's going to order your life, and you're going to order the events of your life to make sure that you become that person. So he loves you, but you have to remember that God is... He sees the full picture at all times. He's all-knowing. So you have to trust. It's one of those things where you literally have to trust before you even take your next step when it comes to God. You, you, you trust before you step. It's literally you do before you even think about it. You really do before you even think about it. You just know that he has your best interest in mind. It's like being with your best friend. You don't question being with your best friend you lay comfort like come with comfort in your best friend's home you 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 were there it's with comfort that you do a lot of stuff so you have to be comfortable with the lord and trust him and the only way you're going to get there is if you know him you know him by reading his word you know him by going through these hardships these struggles that i speak about um and and coming out of them very successful because god always has your back and you'll know that if you give him the chance i like that if you give him the chance um because one thing i've seen um through us as human beings is we don't want to give god a room to show himself 
we kind of just, you know, we're disappointed one time or we, you know, we're just disappointed and we just write him off right there and then that, ah, no, God didn't care. I don't, you know, he doesn't need to be in my life. I don't want him in my life. But sometimes he just doesn't show up in the way that we expect him to. He doesn't do things in the way that we expect him. And I think in your case, you didn't really expect him to do what he did. Like how your life has turned out from last year to this year is completely different. Like this wasn't your plan. This is not my plan. I think I have a plan actually. I just, I just, I don't know. So many things happen in my life so fast because when I, when I say a prayer, I really, really, really mean when I'm like, Lord, I just really want you to be the Lord of my life. And I keep telling people, you have to be mindful what you pray for. Right. Be mindful what you pray for. Um, and you know, there's just little memes circulating around internet saying you know I asked the Lord to protect me from my enemies and I started losing friends or some stuff like that you know you have to you really have to be mindful because the way you prayed it God is going to answer it but the way you prayed it is not how God is going to manifest it in your life because I know when people have a prayer they have a vision of their prayer we're, we're very visual people we ask for something you know Lord I want to be successful well successful to the Lord might not be your idea of success so it's completely, utterly different, but I really, it was hard trusting God. There was some period in times that I didn't pray. I didn't pray. I didn't, I didn't pray. I didn't go to church. I didn't pray. I woke up and I was, I was so emotionally exhausted. It wasn't even anything where I was just like, you know, I was just so tired. I was so tired. I was so tired because family members and friends were coming at me with different situations and I personally was overcoming a lot of the things that I needed to overcome about myself and about the people who were in my life at the time um be transparent I had went through a breakup that really really changed the dynamic of me and the Lord really changed it for the best of course but it really changed my whole idea of how and who God is in my life because that whole breakup was out of faith and trust I really had to leap into the Lord that was strength from the Holy Spirit for me to let go of a relationship that I idolized and that was that meant so much for me for since that breakup on to now my life has really gone and transformed and I literally went on this whole you know whole roller coaster ride with the Lord when it comes to faith and trust breakups do that to you they surely do they surely do they really do because i know for me um three years prior yeah um let that go and then i just felt the lord knocking on my heart like all right let's get to it let's let's we need to talk you know you you've been with me but you ain't really been with me so i need you for some stuff yeah i need you to work on some things um yeah, I've called you to do some stuff. So that could be a whole other podcast to tell you, but that's so true, right? That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we're gonna it. have to do a relationship series. I'm telling you, <laughs> y'all, I got, <laughs> I got y'all. Like honestly, on relationships, you don't have something on that. But yeah, um, you know, God really does require a lot of us and. We just have to make ourselves so available. And that leads me to my next thing. Like, for somebody listening, and this all sounds fantastic, but it just doesn't seem like they can grasp all of this. 
what are some practical ways that you think somebody could increase their trust in God? Something that they can do day by day, step by step, that can really increase themselves in, or their trust in God. Because it seems almost whimsical to be like, oh yeah, yeah, just increase your trust in God. A God that you can't see, a God that you, you by your senses, you cannot feel. You get what I'm saying? I do. Um, and usually that's one of the things that really pisses me off low-key. I'm not even going to lie. And when someone says, like, oh, yeah, just trust in the blood more. And I literally, the thing that comes to mind is the Kanye meme, the houseway, how? Houseway, how? how? That's my like, favorite phrase. How? How am I going to do that? Am I going to wake up one day and I'm going to magically trust in the Lord more? And I'm honestly, that's something I had to pray about. I literally had to be like, Lord, help me to trust you more. Because me, I, I have such a naive outlook of the world. It's either good or it's bad. And throughout the years, I had to know that there's gray. Everything that black and white, there's gray sometimes. Something that works for me, and I'm just going to speak from my own personal experience. Um, I go through my periods where I just sometimes don't want to talk to God. But I've also, even in my most stubborn days, when I'm just like, Lord, I don't want to talk right now I make it when I don't even want to open up my mouth I also make it a uh, make it a very mandatory thing for me to say something to or at least something because instead of doing an elaborate prayer some days when I'm having a very bad day all I say is good morning father and that could literally be it I used to make sure that I said prayers because I used to incorporate my prayers and mandatory things I had to do during the day have to shower every day i made it mandatory for me to say my prayers in the shower you know have to brush my teeth every day so i used to that's how i used to make i made it a mandatory thing i had to be intentional about my relationship with christ and making sure that i trust the lord and and with any relationship with a physical human being if you were in a relationship with someone you would not go even if you're angry with them you wouldn't go days without talking to your girlfriend or your boyfriend because you know that if that was the case, that relationship was dead. Why are you in a relationship with someone you don't even talk to? So I made it a mandatory thing for me to talk to him. Prison worship is important. And I'm being transparent here, and this is what Christians honestly go through. I can go weeks on it, and then I refuse to praise and worship. It's so hard for me to praise and worship. Depending on what I'm going through, it just becomes absolutely difficult for me to praise and worship. But even if I'm not saying the words, you definitely know I'm going to play it. I'm having my whole song um, playlist playing in my car. Eventually, I'll rub off on me. Eventually, I'll let go of the anger. I just have to be intentionally intentional about surrounding myself with it. Some days, I don't even want to talk to some of the people that I consider to be my sisters in Christ. And even outside of Christ, I don't want to talk to them about the stuff that I'm going to. But, you know. Having the relationship that we have every single day, every single conversation usually revolves around the Lord. Lord. And that's what happens when, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but fortunately, when you honestly set out to live a life for Christ, all of our conversations revolve around God. And we don't even make it intentional, but that's just something that's become a part of our everyday life. But my advice would be to be intentional about it. If you don't feel like praying, Say something to him, at least, even if it's just good morning, Father, or thank you for letting me wake up this morning. Sometimes that's all the strength I have to, that's all I have in me to say. And you don't feel like praising worship, put it on. 
You don't gotta sing it. Put it on. That's all you have to do. Take a step. I agree with that. Um, because I know sometimes for me, um, you know, I've gone through some things in my life, and there are times, especially I know last semester for me was seriously an emotional roller coaster, and there were times I just got mad at God, like, dang, like, what's going on? Like, honestly, legit, like, I talk to God, like, he my friend, but sometimes I feel like when I'm mad, I talk to him, like, you know, like, come on, God, like, what's up, like, what you doing, like, I was mad, and to the point where I couldn't pray, I couldn't pray myself either, so you're right, like, that praise, with praise and worship music, like, I just leave it on, and I let the song speak for me, or speak for what I'm feeling, um, especially when my best friend passed away, I mean, I didn't really pray a proper prayer for, like, two weeks, I just told my friends to pray for me, I was just so angry at God, because I was like, I petitioned for him to live. I, I, I read every psalm that I could. I, I prayed about it. I was like, well, anything can happen. A miracle can happen. And he still died. So it was just like, well, God failed me. That's what I felt like. So, you know, for me, I just, the praise, like, putting on music, especially Shekinah Glory. Y'all get on Shekinah Glory. Praise is what I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of that. And Hillsong, like, those things really did save me and it does soften your heart over time like your heart kind of just melts or at least god can hear you even though we may feel that you know god isn't listening or god is not available he is hearing you he is seeing you and he's working he is honestly working and you know i april 15 2015 i didn't think i'd live to see the next day i was full of so much despair because of his death i I never felt so much grief in my life. Like I, I, like I could understand what somebody says they are. They feel grief, but lo and behold, I'm still here. I'm still functioning. I'm alive, and it's just like, dang, like you know, even though I was mad at God, He was still faithful to me and still kept me alive, and I'm well. And now we can talk and we can pray. You know, I have a great community of friends who can pray for me. We can talk about it. And, you know, rely on each other. We can talk to each other about just everything. So even if you don't feel like it, um, definitely put yourself in the position that you are communicating with God in some way. Or put on a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, put on a podcast. <laughs> the planter, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's podcast. You can do that in times where, you know, you're feeling you know discouraged. Uh, Especially with this podcast, if you definitely relate to everything that's being said here, I suggest that in those days in which you feel like God has failed you, listen to this over and over again and remind yourself that God is present and available and willing and is doing. He's active in our lives. He's not somebody who's distant from us and doesn't doesn't care for what we're doing. No, he's very active in our lives. So um, I agree with everything as you said, girl. Thank you. <laughs> She's so polite. But I think that is the end of the podcast. Um, y'all already know you can find the podcast on SoundCloud, um, Google Play, uh, as well as iTunes. Um, if you like the podcast, please leave a review. Um, I think I'm going to put up a tutorial at some point on how you can... Um, leave a review for the podcast 
so you know let me know what you think like i want to hear from anybody that actually listens to this like let me know like your feedback and how if this impacted you but thank you danika so much for coming on thank you for having me (laughs) yeah i don't know how proud i am of my brain right now yeah i wish you could see her face like you just smiling (laughs) all cheesy oh my gosh i'm so grateful for my friends and i'm grateful for all of you who are listening and i pray that this encourages you and you know helps you further your relationship with christ and with others as well so thank you so much and see you on the next episode Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did creating it. If you'd like to stay in contact, please follow me on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Planter. So T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R. And you can also follow the blog and comment and just have conversation with me at theplanter.com. So again, T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R.com. Would love to hear from you. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode.